You're listening to the Holistic Lifestyle Guide Podcast, the show that guides you on your holistic lifestyle journey to a healthy body, mind, and soul aligned with nature. Hello, and welcome to episode number 51 of the Holistic Lifestyle Guide Podcast. So this podcast is now in its second season. This is my second year and I'm really excited and I I just love doing the podcast thing. I started off being a blogger and then I started doing YouTube videos and then I started the podcast and I just think it's a great way to reach more people and not everybody wants to read, not everybody wants to watch videos. So this is the beginning of the second season and I'm gonna keep on doing this. I love helping people build a healthy lifestyle where your body, mind, and soul are aligned with nature, which is the best way to achieve optimal health, physically, mentally, and spiritually. We need to focus on all of those. So let's get right into this week's episode, which is called why it's, why it's so hard to change. Everybody knows that change is hard. Almost every human understands this, especially when it comes to trying to be healthy. It's much easier to think about changing than it is to actually change. So everybody knows that life is, is it's a challenge to get through. And some days we are lucky that we even survive. So when we are stuck in that survival mode, there isn't much room for anything else. So to make that worse, many people are simply unaware that they have the power to make changes themselves because we get stuck into bad habits. Bad habits grab a hold of us. They keep us stuck in the same spot. Our egos also play a role in this. They don't want us to change because it wants to survive and it wants you to survive. It wants what is known and what is comfortable. So our egos are kind of fighting with us every step of the way because the ego is telling us to keep doing the same things. It's telling us not to make changes. And of course, that's what, if you want to make a change, that's why you're listening. So we're here to learn how to do that. So all of these things combine, and that is why changing your life is so hard. This is why most people live in such a way that perpetuates more of the same, often without even consciously choosing it. So how does change happen? In order to actually change, a few things have to happen first. The first thing is awareness. So what does awareness look like? First, we must look at what being unaware looks like. You know, they often say in order to experience good things, we must experience bad things first or two so that you have the contrast so that you know, you know, what you want. You have to know what you don't want in order to know what you want. So being unaware is usually how we all start life. This is people just going through the motions of life as they were raised or as they were conditioned to do. This is sometimes referred to as being unconscious, metaphorically speaking. It's also sometimes called being asleep or sleepwalking through life. And I like to use that last phrase, sleepwalking through life, because that's really how I felt like I was. I felt like I sleptwalk through slept, walked through pretty much the first um, two decades of my life and most of the third. So not only do we keep making the same choices over again and we keep having the same thoughts over and over again, but we aren't even aware that we are stuck in this pattern. 
Or we may be aware of the pattern, but we think it's normal. Because like I said, you might be raised, you might be conditioned to have certain thought patterns, to have certain beliefs and values and goals. And then you just think that that's normal. So there's really a lot going working against us when it comes to change and when it comes to making different choices in our life. So when people think it's normal, they don't realize that if only they change their thinking, they can change their life much easier. Then we aren't at the mercy of random circumstances to shake up our lives for us. And that's how I made a lot of changes in my life was randomly from circumstances, from either losing a job or getting a job or having something happen to force me to do something. And that's an example of living unconsciously. So now I'm going to talk some more about some examples of living unconsciously so you can determine if maybe you are in this category. Maybe you eat the same meals that your mother made using the same ingredients. This is not necessarily a bad thing for some traditional meals to be passed down, but it is a bad thing when all you eat are the same maybe five to ten meals that you were raised on using the same ingredients every single time. And the reason why I noticed this was I became a cook. I love to cook and I love to cook healthy, of course. So as I grew older, I learned some good substitutes for ways to eat healthy and I would do those and I would change my diet completely and then I would realize whenever I would go back to my mom's house she'd always have the same couple of meals that she would make and she didn't know of different types of lettuce for example she thought iceberg was the only one and icebergs actually the worst lettuce out there because there's barely any nutritional value in iceberg lettuce so it's that's one example so when it comes to eating make sure that you are aware of all the different foods out there all the different ways that you can cook the same meals maybe if you if you want to stick to the same meals but just use healthier ingredients so that's one way that you can become conscious of how you are changing your diet. Another way of living unconsciously is rarely leaving your town, always going to the same stores. This is, you know, these are examples that are gonna be varied. They're not gonna only be about eating, but they're gonna be about lifestyle, you know? All the different ways that you can change your lifestyle physically, mentally, or spiritually. So like I said, if you don't leave your bubble of where you grew up, then you're going to be missing out on a lot. And that comes along with, um, I think that fits into the spirituality section because we become a more cultured people the more we travel. And also it's good for your mind if you take different routes, places, if you go to different stores, different cities, things like that. Another example of living unconsciously is hanging out with the same group of friends, especially when you have some toxic friendships or maybe you're not feeling fulfilled by these friendships. It's, it's fine to have lifelong friends, but the key here is whether or not those friendships are good for you, not just spending time with them because you don't know anyone else and it's better than not having any friends at all. 
Another example of living unconsciously is general closed-minded thinking, being stuck in the same thought patterns your whole life. When you break free from those, that's when you really can become your authentic self. So another thing is thinking that you know everything there is to know about a subject or in general. I like to say we should always be learning. So if you get into the mindset that everything you know is everything you will always know, that's not good. So for your mental health, it's always good to keep an open mind to learn, to constantly be learning. Another thing is having the same bad habits for years, not realizing they are bad or not having an interest in stopping them. This can include smoking, drinking, gambling, poor diet and lifestyle behaviors, compulsive behaviors, drug use, anything like that. And honestly, I think most of us have at least one of these. Even if you live a healthy lifestyle, most, most likely you mess up once in a while. Even I do when it comes to my diet. Like, you know, sometimes I'll eat chocolate chip cookies, you know, things like that. So don't feel bad if you have any of those bad habits. You can always change them. And this episode's going to go more deeply into how you can change the things that are required for that. So I've still got a few more examples here. So not really knowing what personal growth means or thinking it's only for quote unquote smart people, um, spiritual people or entrepreneurs. This is a split in your mind that will keep you from even thinking that you can improve. I used to be this way, of course. Um, Personal growth is, it's like spiritual awakening. So it's where you realize that you can change your life. And like I said, this is not just for spiritual people. This is not just for people that build their own business or whatever. This is for anybody. Anybody can enjoy personal growth and that comes along with change. Another example is staying at the same job for years, even when it doesn't fulfill you. I have a feeling that most people listening to this are going to identify with that. That was definitely me. Even until maybe three or four years ago when I started my business, I always worked in jobs that did not fulfill me. And one thing that you'll notice if you are going through a spiritual awakening or if you are just trying to transform your life in any way, that you will start to become more aware of all of the things in your life that don't fulfill you and it's usually your career. Nine times out of ten, somebody is going to say, I'm not in the right job. And that's one of the great perks of going through an awakening and living consciously. So now let's look at what it would look like to live consciously with awareness. Once you become to to this point where you are making changes in your life, you start to become conscious of what you put into your body, like altering recipes to be healthier, learning to find new recipes or foods that are good for you, even foods that you've never eaten before. This is a biggie for a lot of people because of course, when you think of a healthy lifestyle, you think of food usually. And most of us were raised on processed foods. Most people were not raised on really healthy food. And so this is something that I, one of my favorite subjects, I love discovering new foods that are actually healthy and I love them. So try that, try looking for some, you know, start small with recipes that you like, but just use the healthy alternatives of those. 
Another thing that is an example of living consciously is traveling and learning about different places, different cultures, different ways of life. Going to new places in your local area. It doesn't have to be a faraway trip. It doesn't have to be an expensive, you know, vacation. You, you can just go to small towns that are nearby and just go to, you know, like the farmer's markets there. Go visit their lakes and rivers and parks, things like that. This is really good for your mental health. Continuing education, this is a big one too. Whether or not you're taking courses online or in person, it's very important to have a never-ending quest for knowledge. Like I said earlier, it's a good mindset to have where you know that there's so much more that you don't know. And once you start learning, I mean, I think a lot of people grow up when they're going to school as a child, they hate school, you know. So you probably think, I don't wanna keep going the rest of my life. However, when you become an adult, you can choose what courses you take. You can take courses in anything. You can learn any subject, even fun ones. So explore your hobbies, take courses on your hobbies, and that way education can be fun for you. This is very good for your mental health too. Being conscious of your bad habits. This is another first step. Once you become conscious of your bad habits, then you can try to stop these, these old habits and develop new ones. So it's all about being conscious really. Broadening your circle of friends, this is another great way to awaken and go through personal growth. Not always spending time with the same people that, like I said, they might be toxic, they might drag you down. And if, you know, if you get into this stuff and try to transform your life, you're probably going to notice that the people closest to you are not going to be the most supportive. You need to have a support system of new friends that are on the same path as you. And this is why I say broadening your circle to people that are on your level. And that this doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with your old friends or that you're better than them. It's you're just on a different level of awareness. You're just on a different path. So look at it that way. You can still keep your old friends, but make sure that you have some good support system in place. So you know, things like volunteering or when you enjoy your hobbies, you're just going to naturally meet the people that are into the same things you are, things like that. So being on a journey to find and live your life purpose, this is another way that you can tell that you're living consciously. Of course, life purpose is more than just a career. And this ties in with, um, you know, realizing that your career is unfulfilling and that sets you on this journey to find your life purpose, which is basically your mission in life. And this is an overarching mission. This is a general thing. This is not just what job you have. This is basically just living a life that you create, a life that you build where you are living out your values. You are enjoying the things that bring you joy and make you come alive. So try to, you know, I, I'm pretty sure that you're uh, aware of life purpose and what it means if you're listening to this podcast because I talk about it a lot. It's really important for your spiritual health. So the last um, thing here that I have for an example of living consciously is realizing that you have the power to change your life 
and create it however you want. This is a huge step. Like I said, it's all about awareness. When you realize that you have the power to change, when you are aware that your life needs to change, that is, all of that is so important. So then the second step to making changes in your life after becoming conscious and aware is not so much a step, but it's more like a phase that you will go through. That is the phase of becoming actually ready to change. This phase is hard and may take years, even decades. I've come to realize that there are two main reasons why most people get stuck in this stage for so long. So I'm going to repeat these both twice because they're kind of difficult to understand if I say them quickly. So here's the first one. It is easier to make a comfortable choice that benefits you right now than it is to make an uncomfortable change that won't benefit you until someday in the future. So basically that means if you, it's all about instant gratification, right? You will always choose something that will bring you pleasure in this, you know, in the moment right now. This is comfortable choice. It benefits you right now. Of course, it's going to be easier than it is to make an uncomfortable change that you won't even see the benefits until someday in the future and you're not even sure if that day is going to come. So this is why we make these easy, comfortable choices. And the second reason why people get stuck is this. Change doesn't happen until we've suffered enough so that the uncomfortableness of having to change seems more desirable than the pain of staying the same. That's another long sentence, but basically that means that we need pain in order to motivate us. Like I said earlier, we need to experience the bad before we can appreciate the good, and we need to experience enough of the bad because that forces us to make these uncomfortable changes to make the good things happen. So, like I said, it's easier to make an easy, comfortable choice that benefits you right now than it is to make an uncomfortable change that won't benefit you until the future. And change will not happen until you have suffered enough. Enough so that changing will be uncomfortable, but that uncomfortableness is still better than the pain of the suffering that you are continuing to suffer. I hope this is making sense. I'm trying to word this in as many different ways as I can. So basically, the question becomes now is how do you get out of this rut? Let's say you are stuck in this rut of making all of these comfortable choices. You just want self-gratification right now. You don't feel like you've suffered enough. You don't feel like you're ready, but you still want to get out of this rut. So how can you get out of this rut? Once you become aware and conscious that you should change and the pain of staying the same becomes too great, then change can finally happen. Once you reach this point where you start making changes, you will gain momentum and this is like a snowball effect. It will be hard to go back to your old way of being once you get this snowball effect in motion. So. Improving your life in every way will just naturally progress. Like, that's what the snowball effect means. 
Once you start making small changes, you gain momentum, and then you will find it hard to go back to your old way of being. So I have a few tips. Here are a few things that you can do to help move things along. The first one is to get things in writing. Get things in writing is, you know, basically using planners and journals. Um, this is one of, I always talk about this, one of the keys to making change easier. And this is the whole reason why I started creating planners and journals in my life and why I started selling them on Etsy. So I'm a huge advocate of both of these in helping people make changes in their life. So with journals, you are expressing yourself through writing and with planners, you are creating a written action plan and using trackers that will increase your chances of success with anything. You might have heard this said before, and I repeat it a lot. Your chances of success with anything are going to be much higher if you get them in writing. So you want to express yourself through a journal. You want to get to know yourself. You want to learn yourself. You want to get your goals written down. You need to have an action plan. You need to have a daily routine plan. And this is why planners and journals are so amazing. And I talk about these all the time. So if you are a repeat listener to this podcast, you've heard me talk about planners and journals. So the, the products that I create and sell on Etsy are printable workbooks, planners, journals, checklists, and things like that. They are designed specifically to help you make changes easily and to make it fun. So by using these products, you are able to hold yourself accountable while maintaining motivation and inspiration to continue until you reach your goal. Um, so I will leave a link in my show notes down below um, if you want to visit my Etsy shop and check that out. So now I'm going to move on to the another tip that I have for you to help yourself make transformations happen in your life, and that is meditation. One of the few things you can do to improve all areas of your life is meditation. This can help your physical body, it can help your mind, and it can help your soul. So when you meditate, you learn to train your mind and reach a state of no mind, basically, where you're not thinking. I mean, you can be thinking, but you're not trying to process problems. You're still having thoughts, basically. So in this state, you actually become the real you, the one who is observing all of your thoughts, behaviors, uh, and you're observing your beliefs and actions, like you're a separate entity. And that's basically what meditation is, where you are, you become the observer. You aren't analyzing, you're not judging, you're simply observing. You can see yourself from a higher perspective, and therefore you can get out of the state of identification with your human body and into the state of realization of your soul. So in this state, you become a powerful creator. It becomes easy to make changes when you have a clear intention to do it from this place. If you're interested in learning more about this, you can uh, research Dr. Joe Dispenza. You might have heard of him. He's super popular. He goes further in depth with changing your life through meditation and reaching that state. He talks about the theta state and even deeper states, but I think um, for most people, it's easier to get into the alpha state. And this is also a great state to get into when you want to set a clear intention, when you want to observe your 
um, perspective, your beliefs, your behaviors, your thoughts, and that's where it's at. Um, so there's a lot of ways that you can get into the alpha state and I've got a episode about that. I've got blog posts about it. I've got videos about it. I'll leave links down below in the show notes for you to check that out because I think, like I said, this is one of the keys to changing is getting into that alpha state and realizing that you are an observer, you are a creator and that becomes so much better when you are in that state. So ask yourself this question, how close do you think you are to being ready to change? Like I said, you have to be ready. Some people get stuck in this, in this rut for months or years. So you need to really be discerning and learn yourself. This is why journaling is so important because the better you know yourself, then you will know what it will take for you to be ready to change. You might be ready to change now, or you might be a few steps back, but it's important to remember that there is no wrong place to be. Even if you aren't aware of the way that you live your life and don't improve, that's where you're meant to be. Like I said, we all have to suffer. We all have to be asleep long enough so that it spurs us to make the change. And everyone is at a different stage in their journey of development and evolution. So don't feel guilty if you have no desire to improve your life. Chances are you do though, since you're listening to this podcast episode. Um, don't feel bad if you are still stuck in the beginning stage. Everybody gets stuck in a stage. Um, so I, I'm going to explain my side of it from my personal view, the way that I was stuck. I was stuck in sleepwalking mode for, like I said, about 30 years of my life. I stayed at the same unfulfilling job for nearly 20 years, 20 years at the same job. And then after that, I was laid off from that job. Otherwise, who knows, I might still have been there. But after I was laid off, I, I bounced around to probably 13 other unfulfilling jobs after that. I didn't really have hobbies. All I did was I spent most of my free time with friends going to movies and drinking. I drank a lot and that's one of my biggest regrets in life. Um, I ate the same food that my mom fed me. I didn't even take a proper vacation until I was in my mid thirties. I didn't want to learn anything. I thought graduating high school was good enough. I hung out with a lot of so-called friends just because I didn't want to sit home and do nothing. I would chase after the wrong relationships. I never read books. I was often depressed. And when I look back now, it's no wonder I wasn't my authentic self. And that's what it is to be asleep. That's what it is to live life unconsciously. So now, now that I've had my spiritual awakening and I've done all this personal growth, I have quit drinking. I haven't drank now in probably seven years. I started eating better and I'm always improving my diet. I have more hobbies than I even have time to enjoy, which is not a bad problem to have really compared to having no hobbies. I travel as much as I can. I even travel by myself if I have to. And actually sometimes being alone is better than being with the wrong people. So I also constantly learn new things, constantly making myself a better human being. I'm happy being single where I never used to be happy being single. I'm living my life purpose, working from home, helping others change their lives 
in the same way that I've changed mine. And best of all, I have never been happier. So this is the results that I want for you and this is how you can make changes happen. And like I said, it all comes effortlessly once you start and once you are ready and once you really start to consciously awaken. So I understand that change is hard and I understand the reasons why you have struggled changing your life for the better. Only you can know if you are truly ready to make changes in your life. If you're not ready, it is not your fault. If you are ready, then I am here to guide you. I've been at point A and I've made it to point B and I am happy to be your guide on the road to wellness. So I am ready whenever you are. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, you can sign up for weekly freebies and get holistic health tips and all the updates from everything that I do by signing up on my website, holisticlifestyleguide.com. Like I said, I've got a YouTube channel. I've got the Etsy shop. There's multiple ways for you to get on this path to changing your life for the better. So that's it for this week's episode. Don't forget to join me next week for another episode. And thank you so much for listening.